After the Time Out podcast, hosted by Todd Zazadil and John Palicki, two high school head coaches talking basketball on the court, off the court, and anything in between. On today's episode of the After the Time Out podcast, we sit down with Coach Terry Head, head boys basketball coach at Michelle Clark High School in Chicago. Prior to being head coach at Michelle Clark, Coach Head was head coach at Foreman High School in Chicago. We talked to Coach Head about Chicago Public League basketball, building a program, working through COVID, and promoting your players through high school and AAU basketball. Enjoy the show. Great to have you on. Um, we've been starting pretty much every everyone like this so far just because of the times we're in. Um, talking about, you know, what kind of things you've been doing with your guys, your high school program. Uh, obviously, uh, at least for me, it was about a year before I even got to coach. Uh, we played a couple games now. Um, so, you know, what have you been doing to stay connected to your guys, help you know, build your program, um, and continue to prepare, uh, especially now that we even now we're allowed to play play a little ball here. Um, hey, uh, good morning, uh, John and Todd again. Like, um, I always want to start off before I get to talking about basketball and thing. I just want to thank God, uh, who's ahead of my life, and I also want to thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. I'm humbled and uh, appreciative of this moment. Um, and then to ask, answer that question. At the beginning, it was really difficult. You know, in my mind, I was thinking all oh, COVID. This would be over with in like three or four weeks. We'll be back to rolling and, you know, get to do some AAU stuff. And then we get to do summer ball in June. Um, and then I was like, man, you know, they're they not letting us go back to school. This might be serious. And um, so I was just like calling my guys. I mean, I, I stay in communication with my guys a lot. Then I'm like, I started doing the Zoom meetings with the guys, you know, just to keep them up, keep their spirits up, see how they're doing. Um, and I think the most difficult part was for my seniors because we still hadn't gotten them in the school yet. So I was like constantly calling and we couldn't go in the building. We couldn't go to school. So I think the biggest thing for me was like trying to do everything over the phone by getting the guys in school. And I had four seniors I had to get in school. So that was like, I was scrambling with that. So COVID man, it's, it's been I'm not going to lie, it's been difficult with my kids in the city. And I'm, I'm probably going to speak for a lot of kids in Chicago, you know. Um, in that time, I would say in June, when we were really shut down. When are we going to shut down, complete shutdown? Um, like in June, it was, right? It was around then, yeah, it was around yeah. June. Yep. Yeah, man, I had got a call from one of my parents' moms. And... Uh, she said, Coach Ed, they shot my husband, shot and killed my husband. And I'm like, what? And all she says, what am I going to do with my baby? And that's uh, one of our best players. His name is Darius. I can name him, I guess. That's not bad. His name is Darius Perry. He's been a varsity player since he walked through the door with Michelle Clark. And, uh, man, that happened. I was like, oh, my God. So my wife and my brother, you know, we was talking. They were like, man, I, I know I had to go see him. But I hadn't been out the house. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't been out the house in almost like, man, like 30, like 20 some days, you know? So I said, Lord, you know, please guide me, protect me. 
So my assistant and I went over there, man. I had a, I had gloves on, like plastic, you know, uh, doctor gloves. Had plastic doctor gloves on. I uh, had two masks on my face. Kept my hat. You know, I had a hat, you know, on. And I zipped up very well. And I stayed like that in his house. And when I walked into his house, man, he just hugged me. He was crying on my shoulder. And I'm like, man, we we love you. We gonna, you're going to be okay. And when I mean his dad was everything, his dad came to all this game. This kid had been playing since seventh grade, so uh, through our AU program. So his dad uh, and all his games, and I would always have him in the background doing in the crowd saying, hey, put something on it. And that meant when you shoot your jump shot to put a lift on your shot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I would tell I, I said, hey, we call him knock. Hey, knock, put something on it. And he'll just bust two or three. We played crane, man. He, I said, put something on the kid. He hit two bickles. Boom, boom. He looking at me. I'm <laughs> that feel good though. You know what I mean? So I know that was a real bad moment. I know we have to support him. And then you want to hear something crazy. Seven days later, during the pandemic, his brother was shot and killed behind their house. I said, oh my God. So, you know, once again, I had to go over there, man, and we they had a double. So the mom had to put bury her husband and her son in less than 10 days. And so just to let you know, man, I keep close tabs on Darius. I, I, I man, he, he, you know, he, man, I can't tell you all the stuff that I did, so I probably get fired or, you know. Um, <laughs> we'll keep that or, off air. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it, it was, I mean, I mean, one thing about it, man, I try to go above and beyond, you know, my, my players and our students at Michelle Clark, man. It, it, I'm going to tell you, man, nobody, nobody, I don't know. I don't know how, like, the suburban communities do it or Catholic schools. Like, when the kids started going back to school, you know, I know the Catholic schools, they was going to be in. And uh, for me, I'm going to restore the practice dean for the junior class at Michelle Clark. And I had those kids since they were freshmen. So, you know, we build relationships. And some of the kids, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. They, one, I had one young lady, I'm not going to name her name. She was going from house to house, trying to make sure she logged in, honor roll student, trying to go house to house, just to make sure she got her work done. And she'll get into it with her cousin and something like that. And then she have to go to another family member's house. And she was trying to make it that way. You had kids at, at Clark, they were using, you know, getting permission to use their neighbor's Wi-Fi so they can log in. You know, we had parents that that don't, all they do is come pick the laptop up from the school and they wouldn't come and do it. So we have to, you know, risk our lives going down, getting dressed, make sure you maxed up, make sure you got gloves on, social distancing, dropping off laptops at different homes because man, you don't, I don't want to see our kids fail at all, you know? And that's the thing, that's my mission now. That's my mission. And I think, uh, especially with me, being from the West side of Chicago, growing up in the Austin area, you know, I don't know, you grew up, John, you up tired. Did you guys have a park that you went to every day? Yeah, there was parks. Yeah, yeah parks. So, so, yeah. so um, what we do, we, we, we represent who you are from what park you played at. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> on the west side, I'm, I'm an Austin Town Hall kid because I play ball at Austin Town Hall every day. Then you got Columbus. Well, I'm a Columbus Park kid. Well, I'm a Garfield Park kid. Well, I'm a Y boy. 
So if you play ball every day, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At that park. So I grew up on Central and Lake and I'm an Austin Town Hall kid. But, you know, we play ball in different areas. So just growing up in that whole community in the Austin area and then being able to go back and coach in the area that you grew up in and where you snuck in a gym and played ball, it's a, it feels so good. You know, because I can relate to those kids. So, Coach, that leads that leads perfectly into the next question we, we wanted to talk about with you is, you know, what are the greatest challenges to not only obviously teaching and coaching, you know, but you know, what are the greatest challenges to working in in Chicago public schools and coaching in the Chicago Public League? But then, what are also the greatest rewards for you? I'm a, I like to talk about the uh, positive first, man. Coach, coaching in Chicago Public League, it's it's Man, it's amazing. At the same time, I want to testify for it, like probably every CPS coach. You know, I, I can say this. I'll put it in a nutshell. And in, in CPS, you got to be willing to be more than a basketball coach. You know, you're not just going to be able to walk in, go to practice, and go home. You know what I mean? If you want to be good, because you're going to have to deal with, you know, little Ray Ray. You're going to have to deal with Sean. You have to deal with Pookie. Pookie probably didn't eat the night before, you know. Um, um, but it's it's amazing. I'm telling you, man, once you get a relationship with your guys and they know that you love them, they know that they, they know that I love them and they trust me, man, they will play their ass off for you. Go through a brick wall for you. And I had an opportunity to do both sides, you know, through, through the grace of God, man, through my opportunities and everything, coaching basketball. Man, that's CPS. It's an adrenaline rush, man. You playing, man, you playing, like, I keep, I'm just staying with Michelle Clark. We playing Wales at Wales, and that game was on fire. I mean, they got a small gym. It's packed. It's cracking in the gym. And you sweating. You yelling, let's go, let's go. And the energy, you know what I mean? You got the mm -hmm. music blasting. The kids going crazy, juking and dancing all over the place. Somebody dunked the basketball. You ever seen that in New York? When somebody dunked the basketball, they got to stop the play and everything. Yeah, Man, that kind of stuff happened in Chicago basketball, man. And it's amazing. You know what I mean? That's that's the that's the positive. That's the energy part of it. So the, 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 the back part is, man, like I said, you got to be willing to do, be more than a basketball coach. You have to, you have to say, okay, man, these are my kids. You know, you have to take on ownership of basically everything that they do. And you got to teach them and guide them. You know, it'll be, you'll be blessed. I got 12, I have 15 guys on my team this year. Uh, we got three seniors and 12 South, I'm sorry, three seniors and 12 juniors. I know I, I probably have one kid with a mother and father at home. Just that alone right there is letting you know you have to be that father figure, mentor, uh, uh, coach, uncle, brother. You know what I mean? Because they don't know. You got to, man, you got to teach everything about man. Man, you got to teach guys how to, you know, uh, what socks to wear. I can give you so many examples of, of being that mentor or being that more than the coach. The back, the back draw is you have to be, this is the back draw base. You have to be willing to, man, put your work hat on and go to work every day knowing 
you had to change somebody's life. And it's more than basketball. It's not about basketball. Can I give you an example? Yeah. At Clark, um, I'm gonna give you a funny, I'll give you an example, right? So we we when I was coaching at Foreman, we we uh we're about to play Aviston. Okay. Uh I think it was a non-con game or a regional, I, I can't remember, but about to play Aviston. And so, you know, we get on the bus, we get there, we walk in the gym, and you smell popcorn cooking. I'm like, oh, okay, that's understand. Then you look around, you see the janitors wiping the bleachers down, sweeping the floor, wiping the backboards, rolling out the scores tape. I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. And, and then you see the coach just walk right past, I forgot who was coaching at the time. He just walked right past me with his briefcase and sat down. I taught my assistant coach, I said, hey, man, you see this? I said, boy, I wish we could do that at Foreman or at Clark. So a basketball game at Michelle Clark, when, that, when I was at Foreman, it started off, if we playing Friday, you better hit Sam's Club Thursday morning or Thursday before you go home because you got to go buy the hot dogs, the candy, everything mm -hmm. to make sure we have concessions to raise money for your program. Okay, then you then you gotta go in the gym, sweep, clean up because you know they had gym class, and then you know in gym they gonna have somebody drinking red pop and now laters and everything. So you gotta <laughs> clean all that stuff up, you know. Then you set the gym up, sweep and mop. Then you gotta go get your uniforms. Then the kids get by, by that time the kids out of school. You gotta have a strong captain to make sure hey, everybody goes, make sure everybody sit down, or we doing pregame at three, three thirty. So you know your captain gotta make sure everybody in the gym. You know, then you know, me and my assistant are basically running around that entire day. You gotta make sure you got somebody to cover your door. We're gonna do the scores table, make sure that's already set up, make sure the books, then you gotta make sure you get your freshman captain because he's gonna do the video recorder for you you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think i just think the backdrop is man you know you got support your administration is man my administration is amazing my principal my athletic director my coaches it's important and they they're great we don't it's just like you don't have enough for help yeah you don't have enough see a lot of times like in the suburbs what i realized in the suburbs the catholic league they have parents that come out and volunteer to do all this stuff that we do. But the reason why we have parents, you know, single mom, she got to work, mm -hmm. you know, during that day. She might not get to the game. Man, a lot of our parents didn't watch it, watch their kids play, you know? So that's, that's, that's the thing. So what are we going to do? We're not going to cry. You know, you're not going to say, we're not going to have no concession. Hell no, we're going to, do everything we got to do. You just got to plan your day. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. We had a big game. I think we were playing, uh, oh, wow. Who was last year's big game that we played at home? So, I mean, we played Proviso West, and it was a non-con game. And that was our senior night. So that's what it was. He had senior night. So, you know, senior night, you got to have a big day for the kids. Mm -hmm. We give out uh, those big jerseys. And so that day, it was like, man, I had to go and make sure we had a the, the place for the parents to have, after the game to have a meal because we have a whole like a 
my wife, she'll make probably make a big pasta and we'll go get some chicken and all that stuff and have dinner after the game for, for senior night. But you should have seen me, man. I was so tired before the game. So stressed out from running around trying to make sure everything was done. I looked, I said, man, y'all, I told the kids, man, I, I looked at my captain's name, was Kobe Week. I said, Week, man, you got to go and just coach this one, man. Coach you from the court, man. I'm tired. <laughs> me and my sisters literally running around, man, just trying to make sure everything is perfect. And we do that because you want your kids to feel special. You know what I mean? When kids play, I want them to feel like, man, I played for Michelle Clark. I played for T. Head. And, man, he took care of us. He took care of me. You know, and that's, that's when I, when, you know, I'll give you an example. When I talked to Mike McCall, I seen him on Facebook and Twitter. He's in the, the U.K. and he hit a fadeaway three-point shot to win the game. And so I'm like, damn, when did this dude start making these trick shots? So I called him and I'm like, dude, when did you start making the trick shots? We started laughing and everything. <laughs> but after the conversation, the biggest thing, he was like, man, I love you, Coach Head. And I'm like, man, M I say, MC, I love you too, man. Number love and respect. And all my players, they probably can't stand my ass while they're playing for me. <laughs> but I know at the end of the day, they know I love them. Because I tell them, hey, man, I love you, man. I love you. You're my guy. I love you. So that's that's coach that's public league basketball, man. You got to be ready. If you're not doing that, you're not gonna have a good team or a good pro not good team, good program. Mm -hmm. And we do that from the freshmen all the way up to the seniors. You know, everybody's try to treat everybody special. You know, but they got a responsibility too. You know, we ask them, man, to keep that man. You know, you're not playing no D's or F's. No pass, no play. Um, be respectful. Pull your pants up. You know, basically just, man, trying to be, teach, man, I didn't know shit. We're trying to teach boys to be men. So you come in at Michelle Clark, you come in at Michelle Clark as a boy, you're going to leave there as a man. And you, if you don't leave there as a man, you chose not to follow directions, be disciplined, or have any order. That's what I like to say about that. So, obviously, you, you know, you just talked about it, about, you know, caring for your not only your students, but, but your athletes. And so many of your, your athletes and students have gone on to, to play ball in college, pro. But not only that, just get an education. Um, and it's how, you, know, you, you just talked about it, making that a priority. What are those conversations with your players like? You know, how, do you, how do you start that process of, of kind of developing and helping them grow? Hey, hey, hey Todd, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I'm straight up and transparent. And I'm no bullshit. I tell them exactly like this. I don't sugarfoot. I don't joke around. Hey, look, man, if you plan on playing here, you cannot play with D's or F's. That's one thing. And we are in the business of going to college. If you're not trying to go to college and use basketball as your vessel to get there, there's many other options. I want you, man, I want, I'm, so this is how I do it. I start off, I know my kids because the majority of them have been playing for me since they were younger. Or if we get a kid coming out of eighth grade or a freshman that walk in the building, hey, you gotta get on our page. You have your own idea. You cannot have your own idea playing that Michelle Clark. And the biggest thing is education. If you're not trying to be great in the classroom, because you're not great in the classroom, you're not gonna be great on the floor. So if you're not trying to be great in the classroom, I can't use you. 
And and man, we 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 do grade checks every we do grade checks every week. So here's our here's our form. This is my form. I'm gonna share this. Um Monday, that you know, we start school after Labor Day. So that week, that Tuesday we start school, that's the kids' week. That second week, everybody know that's juniors, the, the seniors, juniors, and, and sophomores know, okay, we have to meet after school that Monday to talk about study hall and grade checks. You know, so that Monday, that week is there, is that following week, we have study hall at 3.30. And at the, at the study hall, you got to have your we get a grade check. We study the study hall every day. So a study hall slash tutoring. Anybody that's like all my honor roll students, they getting their schoolwork done or they helping out somebody else on the team. The kids that are not, you know, I know that they're, I know they're not that strong academically. I've already emailed the teachers, hey, you know, I know this student, uh, he's on the basketball team. We have study hall every day after school at 3.30. Will he be allowed? Will he be allowed to come to your class and get some extra work, or can we keep him up? Can you keep me abreast on what he's doing? Okay. And then what we do? We do grade checks starting that second week of school. So some coaches like to wait until that five weeks. Some coaches like to wait to that first quarter. Now I'm hitting you the second week of school. You know. And I, I, I tell them, hey, I'm looking for volunteers. This is not uh, uh, mandatory. You don't have to do it, but you're not going to play. You don't come to study. I got to work. Okay, you 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 study. You you schedule everything around this. So, I mean, because you, you can't work and play ball. It's hard if you're trying to do something. You understand what I'm saying? My right coaches, you know how it is. So, if they get a job, I mean, I work, I work with some of the guys. If they get in the job, I'll, hey, man, okay, you've been in study hall at 3.30. They got to be at work at five. I'll let you leave at three. I'll let you leave at four thirty. I got to work downtown. You better Uber. <laughs> you know. So that's the thing, man. And and if they don't have the grades, you not. I I never forget, man. My principal walked in, and uh, the freshmen always have a hard time with that because they still learn. You know what I mean? And he looked and he's like, man, why you got six boys over there in dress clothes and why they not dressed? I said, man, they got a D. He said, hey, I said, man, I'm not playing with them. I don't get, see, cause you, if you're a freshman and you failing, you're going to be failing as a senior. You're not mm -hmm. going to graduate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And once the, it is real simple that with the freshman, man, we don't fail. I don't cut nobody from the freshmen. I never cut a kid because everything that we do for our discipline wise, they can't help. They're going to get they, what they sell. So by the time you get to junior senior year, it's a whole, you just, it's your life. It's a way of your life. You know what I'm saying? It's a way of life. So you already know. So, and we all know the biggest thing is getting the grades. Man, you, you don't have to go to New Trier or, or uh, uh, Northside College Prep or uh, St. Ignatius, Lane Tech. Man, Northwestern going to recruit M Michelle Clark like they recruit them schools. Mm -hmm. It's about having the credentials to get in there. And that's what we did at Foreman. Man, I would tell kids, man, I will have parents. I'm going to go to Von Stuber. I'm going to go to Lane Tech. Why? You know, you can come to a school that's less, uh, this is so This is so true. You can go to a school, and, and I use this analogy. You can be 
the big fish in a little pond or a little fish in the big pond. What I mean by that, man, you go to a school where it's 200 kids and they all, you know, high academic, that's going to lessen your chances to go to school. On, I'm just talking about academic scholarship. You come to you come to a school like a foreman or uh, we only got 500 students in Clark, and, and you the you the big fish in a little pond. Like I get my big my big boy Suleiman, he got a 4.2 GPA, 12 uh, almost 15 hours of uh, uh, college credits in our dual credit program. Come on, man, National Honor Society. He good enough to go to Northwestern, just like uh, Tom is from New Trip. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? But you know, in, in, in our, in, in my community, man, I'm tired of watching, I'm just tired of watching kids walk around with nothing to do. You play for Michelle Clark, play for Terry Head and his assistant coaches and his guys. If you didn't go to, you didn't go to college just because you didn't want to. We, we sit and talk to them about, man, make sure you have your social media page clean. Don't have nothing negative, man. I, if you got, if you on, if you on uh, Instagram or Twitter, hugged up with a girl, take it down. Am I right, Coach? Yes, take sir. it down. Yeah, definitely. Because, right. yes, definitely. Right. Yeah, man, clean all that stuff up, man. And and you know, like I said, if you're not trying to go to college, man, I, I really don't want to coach. You're wasting my time. And I and I, I and I mean that because you know it's other ways of being successful. You don't have to go to college. To you can pick up a trade. You know, you can, you know, uh, trade school. Them guys make millions of dollars, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, man, the kids in our community and in the, in the black community, it's our job as a coach, mentor, uh, educator. It's our job to push them along. So, and I just use basketball. Man, I'll say this all the time. If, if, the, if the best, if the kids was in love with swimming, tennis, if they was in love with uh, skiing, I would be a ski coach. I would be a swim coach. Anything that we can get kids off, out the hood, I'm with it. So I, I want to do it. I think that leads into to something you and I had talked about that we wanted to talk about was, you know, obviously promoting your own kids. So, you know, you, you hold the showcases for athletes all over the city. You yes. know, you some coming up. So, you know, first of all, how did you build those up? And then, you know, what are some challenges to running those? Uh, I'm going to talk about, I'll talk about how I built it up and then remind me to talk about the challenges. Got it. So how, how I built it up, man, I was the head coach at Foreman. And um, I know forget in 2010, that's when we had, you know, Mike McCall and all those guys playing for us. And, you know, a lot of coaches brag about the guys that, like, you know, you don't have to brag about Jabari Parker going to college. He was cold. He had game. So it wasn't hard for me to say, oh, my, we got Mike McCall in college, Levante Doherty, Eddie Denard, Tommy, Tommy Wolf. Them guys had game. Mm -hmm. So they, they, T.A. didn't do nothing but just, man, put the ball in the hole, you know. All right, man, I know if you get that team, man, we didn't run no plays, man. I ain't got time, man. Y'all go to work, man. But make a long story short, I had nine other guys that have to get in school off that team. So I said, you know what I'm going to do, man? I'm going to call these coaches to come out. And I'm gonna have a senior unsigned senior day. So I had like my nine, ten seniors. Um, and then I will have my good friend of mine was that Prosum, uh uh um 
what's that boy? The coach, assist coach, I mean, head coach at Prosser, he brought five. So you look up in the gym, and we had, I say, about 25 kids and then about eight coaches of junior college. Uh, I know, forget, uh, uh, coach from Triton was over there, and coach from Daly and South Suburban. Uh, uh, Pagati, you know, you guys know John Pagati. He was in the gym. And uh, it was a beautiful day, you know. I couldn't, I didn't have, you know, we didn't have the money to buy jerseys and T-shirts and everything. So after every, it got out that year that I did it, that second year, man, we had like 40-something, 50 kids. I'm like, okay. Then the third year, we couldn't host it at Clark, I mean, at Michelle, uh, at Forum because it was too big. So I moved it to, uh, I'm like, we had it at, so it was like my third or fourth year. So that fourth year we had it, that's when I got fired from my foreman. And I had it at Carmel High School in Mundelein. And I looked up at Mundelein, man, we had a hundred some kids in the gym. I said, wow. And I'm, you know, I don't mean, I'm not gonna bash other coaches. You know, a lot of coaches don't take responsibility of getting their kids in school. You know, I think they think it's a parent's job, but I think it's all of our job to get them in school. And I think that's the most important thing. So uh, after that year, man, we had to start charging the kids because, you know, I had to pay for a gym rental, insurance, and then you know you wanted to make you want to make it look really professional and and and, and nice. So that's when I had got T-shirts, you know. So we had each kid on the team, ten kids on the team, and we had to purchase T-shirts. So I had to purchase T-shirts, and and uh, by the time you purchase T-shirts. The first year I spent five hundred dollars out of my pocket. My wife was so mad at me. I'm like, babe, I'm sorry, you know, but I just want to have it to help the kids. So I'm like, I wasn't charging. Them. I think it was charging hundred dollars. So I went to hundred and twenty-five dollars, and I think I made like three hundred dollars because by the time you get done doing all the insurance and the uh, uh, insurance, gym rental, getting the t-shirts done. And paying the referees and everything, it's not its not a money grab. You know what I mean? And some, one coach asked me, wasn't a money grab? I'm like, no, why don't you come and see? Um, and he's been back ever since. Every year he brings in kids. So the, 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 the biggest thing is now it's really it's grown into a really big event. And I'm really proud of it because it's, been, it's solely based on helping kids get to school. And you should see me, uh, John, you should see me, Todd. Man, you know, dream cars, if they say, hey, coach, who was that kid? Because, you know, we have a package. So they say, coach, who was that kid? I'm like, you want to talk to him? I will stop the game. Hey, hey, stop the game. Come here, kid. Come on. Let's go in this room, man. Coach, want to talk to you, man. Hey, this is this is big. This is important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know, man, these kids need the help. They need the, the look. They need – a lot of parents don't even know what to do to get their kids in school. You know, a lot of parents think, oh, I get an academic scholarship. My son said, no, you're not. You get academic scholarship, you probably still got to pay for room and board, meals, clothes, cost of living. But if you could, man, John, thinking you could bounce that basketball and shoot the ball in the hoop, and somebody gonna pay your way to go to school, man, please, man. That's a, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the the the, the awesome thing is, is just getting kids in there and getting them a look and helping coaches building those relationships. And then the back thing is, man, you know, a lot of kids can't afford it. So I probably scholarship half the damn camp and just say, come on anyway, because, man, I'm not going to turn no kid away. 
you know, I'm going I'm to help my kids and I'm going to help coaches' kids that I know. Coaches, I'm going to try to help as many of these kids as possible make it. You know, I had kids call me up um, that, you know, we were, we can't say recruiting because that's illegal in Chicago public school. So we say observing this kid, I was, I was observing. Um, and I can legally say I observe kids. I don't recruit kids. Um, I was observing this kid and he chose to go to another school. And I looked at my assistant coach. I said, well, coach, you know, he'll be back. So what you mean? I said, you know, we do the camp uh, March, the third weekend of March, whatever weekend it is, I'll see him in four years, man. He said, man, <laughs> and we started laughing. And the kid called me up, hey, Coach Ed, man, you know, uh, can I? I said, come on, man. I'm already ready for you. I got your number already. Here you go. You know, I'm not going to ever turn no kid away, man, um, when they, you know, trying to help them. I'm not going to ever do that because that's just not how, that's not how it should be. It should be all about, man, this basketball and coaching is about helping, man. And that's what we should be doing. All right, so I want to flip it now to maybe more on the court. You've obviously coached and seen so many tremendous basketball players. Mm -hmm. um, besides their physical skills, right? Because guys, you know, you can see physical skills. What, what makes those players different? Like, is it mindset? Is it work ethic? Is it motivation? What we do at, what we do at, at Clark? Just in general. Like, in what, general. What, what makes those guys – that? best players if you've had different besides their physical obvious physical skills you know what the passion that you okay you you know you as a you know what we try to do is bring everybody along but you always know that one kid that's special gonna stand out you know and when they stand out you can't hold them back you know um when they stand out and they wanna and they wanna be better than everybody else, I, I get out their way and do it and be that vessel for them. And what makes them special, man, is just they they work at it. And 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 this is no lie about the game. You can't cheat it. You know, I, I wanna say this. I think, I think you got two I, I told uh I told one of my kids this the other day, they didn't believe me. Uh, Evan Taylor, he's playing at Lehigh right now for my A program. And I told him, I said, Evan, you got, there's two types of games. There's two types of people with games out here. You know, I said, you got Michael Jordan game. Well, Mike, Mike probably could take off Monday and Tuesday because he was so good. You know what I mean? But you got Kobe Bryant who didn't take a day off. Kobe was, Kobe go shoot 5,000 before the game. And after the game, go shoot five and then work out every day, in season, off season. Mike worked, but Kobe worked harder. So Mike had God-given talent and Kobe had work talent when he was just working, you know what I mean? And I just look at that. So you're going to have, in high school, man, you're going to have kids that's going to stand out because they got that talent, they got that work, they got the, you know, the, the, the pass. Now, I, I can say this, and I believe in this. This is like one of my... Uh, my models, everybody can play basketball through discipline, hard work, and dedication, you know? But are you gonna be great? If you wanna be great, that means getting up in the morning at 6 a.m. going to shoot 500, shoot, shoot 1,000, or whatever your weakness is, you working on your weakness 
every time where your weakness become your strength. So the guys that I've seen, man, and I've seen a lot, like I'll give you an example. This, this, I think this hit, will hit in a nutshell. I'm going to go to Mike McCall, man. Mike McCall, or, or Mar, I'm, okay, I go to, you remember, I don't know if you guys remember Marquis Perry. Man, Marquis Perry played at Prosser High School, played at uh, University of St. Louis, had a stint with, uh, uh, he's my godson, had a stint a little bit with the Spurs, and then he played overseas, so had a, like a nice 10, 15-year career overseas. Man, I watched him work. I used to train him, man, and he would just be in there going so hard, baseline to baseline with weight best on in the hot sun at Columbus Park, going through chairs, doing ball dribbling, shooting, and working out. And his 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 regiment was in the morning, he was up at six. He did this on his own. He was up at six working out. Then he'll go to school, then we'll work out after school. And then I'm he somewhere playing ball at night. And I'm like, man, you know, he like T, I want it, I want it. And you know, he lived in the hood, so he made it. Um, my other example is this guy. I, I couldn't believe this. Um Mike McCall, we would have 6 a.m. practice at Foreman High School. 6 a.m. practice. And then we would have another. So when we're making a, you know, when you're trying to make a run, you try to double up. You know, we only have one gym. So we would have 6 a.m. Like on the Monday, we play in the public league, you know, you play during the week. So we would play like a Wednesday, Friday schedule. So I would practice that Monday at 6, 6 a.m. And then we'll go right to school at 3, 3.30 for an hour. You know what I mean? Then the kids can go home, get their rest. And then Tuesday, we don't have that morning practice. You know what I'm saying? But we'll do a double. Um, you know, because we play back-to-back -back Wednesday and Friday. So i never forget, man, Billy Garrett from DePaul, he called me. He's like, hey, man, I just seen Mike at Open Gym. I'm like, for real? So it's like 10 o'clock. And I know this cat been up all day. See, he live in uh, Cabrini Green. So he, 6 a.m. practice, then school all day, then practice after school. Then instead of you going home, you go get some, go play open gym at DePaul. He live right there. So I called him like, hey, Mike, it's MC. What, where you, uh, where you coming from? Oh, here, I went and got me some run. I said, oh, okay. I said, man, I told when I hung up the phone, I said, man, this dude's gonna make it, man. He's gonna be great. And you, and that's stuff you can't teach. You know, I never forget Mike McCall, all the all the real, real ball players, they don't go to parties either. You know, I remember Jabari Park, he never went to a party. Jabari Park used to play AU with us when he was a child, he was young, like fifth, sixth grade. And I, I would laugh because I'm like, come on, Jabari, you, you going outside? He's like, no, I want to get some shots up. I'm like, dude, you. You're in sixth grade, have some fun. My son, all other kids up riding their bikes running around. Not Jabari. He was over there shooting ball. So you know them guys that them, them guys that's different, they're gonna do different things. And that's what I think. He's doing different things, you know. So let's let's kind of change it to your team now. You know, your teams are obviously known for playing with, you know, a ton of energy and playing to giving it everything they got. So you know, what do you teach your players or how do you bring out that constant 100% effort energy all the time that they're on the court? Now, and I can't tell you all my secrets. But <laughs> what 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 I like to say, man, you know, we just, what we do is 
we, I ask for that and I demand it. And I'm not gonna take no less than that. You know, I can't say this, I can share this with you. I, I ask my guys every year, hey, have you ever seen wildlife? And they're like, yeah. I said, man, you ever seen a zebra run away from a lion? And I'm like, yeah. I said, does the zebra ever win? And they're like, no. I said, man, that's how we got to play. Like a bunch of wild animals, a lion chasing zebras, trying to eat. Well, I'm stealing that now. I'm serious. And if you and if you if you don't want to do that, you man, you man, that bench is a great tool. I love that bench, man. That bench will help you coaching and 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 tremendously because I don't give a damn who you are. You man, Donald Brown, Mike McCall, Levante Doherty, uh man, my, my kids this year, Reggie Bowell, Kobe Weekly. My AAU teams with all tremendous talented kids. It's 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 the same way across the board. You not playing hard. You out there tiptoeing and bullshitting. You not gonna get in this game, man. Yo, man, I done had arguments with parents from AAU. I don't care. Quit. Kids at Clark and transfer. You don't, man. Look, on your way to this building, you pass a bunch of schools. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> I tell my man, on your way to Claude, if you're coming from out south, you're passing a lot of schools. You're coming up from north, you're passing a lot of schools. You out west, it's a lot of choices out west. And here, we play hard. We play hard as hell. And if you're not willing to play hard as hell and sacrifice for your team, you're not going to be able to play. So you got to get kids to believe in each other. And they got to sacrifice for each other. You know, that. that's why I say I'm looking for volunteers because you got to want to play hard. And, and you, you can get it out of them, you know. They'll give it to you. But it also, too, you got to show them you love them. You know, you got to show them. So. so oh, go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so let's talk about, I guess, the building of your programs you know i did it at foreman you're doing it michelle clark you know from the ground up how, how what are some of the things the foundations the keys to to build that and, and and start from the beginning and then work up to where you've you know you're you're getting you've gotten your teams and you're getting your teams right now um when i we was at foreman man uh my uh old assistant carlos Enriquez, man i never forget we said man so we're gonna build this into a powerhouse um, one, I'm going to say you got to have an uh, awesome staff that's going to buy into what you want to do. They got to be on board. Your staff got to be on board. Your, well, your administration got to be on board. Your staff got to be on board. And they all got to understand. And then, you know, the, another person that's got to be on board is your wife. You're going to need a lot of hugs, a lot of kisses, and you better make sure you have a, a nice banking account to make her happy for the days you're not gonna be at home. So our real talk, that's that's it. You gotta have that support staff. And then you just gotta, you know, whatever you, whatever you believe in, you gotta do it. You know, I'm a believer in basketball is not a microwave up. You can't go in the gym Monday 
and shoot 200 jump shots and think you're going to make five jump shots in the game on Wednesday. You have to be consistent, whatever you do. And whatever you believe in, and whatever your model is, whatever your, uh, um, whatever, like it's basically, whatever you believe in, that's what you teach. You know, my thing has always been playing defense and teaching defense. Um, and then, you know, adding some offense in and, and getting kids to play hard and getting kids to play with passion. But you have to teach that basic, it's teaching that basic, the basics. You know, I'm a big believer in triple threat. Coaches don't believe in triple threat no more. I'm old school. Triple threat. And I love motion. You know, screening, down screening, cross screening. I'm a believer in that because it's, it's going to work, you know. Um, to build a program, man, you have to start with your young guys. You got to have your best coach has to be your freshman coach. You know, you can't have your best coach with you on, on Washington. You have to be the Washington coach and, and teach your best coach has to be your freshman coach. When you walk in that building, you have to lay that foundation with your freshman. Coach, I want them to learn, and, and I keep it real simple. On the freshman level, I want them to learn how to screen, play man-to-man -man defense. They can't play any zone on the freshman level and no pressing. All half court. Um, half court D, man, you got to teach help side denying, just all bait. You got to have a great, strong freshman coach. Then your sophomore coach, and see what we do in my program, my freshman coach, my sophomore coach, they all have to be in varsity practice. You see what I'm saying? So your freshman coach, your sophomore coach, all have to be in varsity practice. Now, your freshman coach, your sophomore coach, all have to sit on the varsity bench. You see what I'm saying? And I set my bench up where, man, I got myself. If you ever seen us play, we always got an empty seat. So I never sit at the front seat. I always sit like the third seat. And this is important, you know. I think uh, I have a, my, my guy at the table in the public league. That first guy at the table, he got to do the, he got your own stat, you know, the, the, the scorebook. He, he has his own scorebook and keeping stats, and he watching the tape. Um, then I got a seat in between there, my assistant coach sit there. You see what I'm saying? That third seat is mine. Then I put my head sophomore coach because he's been coaching the kids that's coming up from Fossil. He's been in varsity practice. He know what we're looking for. He know the game plans. We talk about the game plan. And I put that guy right in the, in the middle of the bench. You know what I mean? So when the kids coming out, they come sit with me. Then they, you know, we rotate. He, he in their ear about what he got to do. Then the freshman coach is at the end. The freshman coach is watching that baseline. He looking, he looking for kids is not in the you know, it's man, the game's so fast now. You gotta have these guys in place. You know what I mean? So my my freshman coach is that back guy. He looking at the bigs. I might say you gotta watch the bigs, or he might be watching our baselines. He watching both sides, you know what I mean? He, he you know, he then he also too, he he looking in the stands to see who who uh scouting us so we know what not to run and stuff like that. That's just a little joke, but we, that's how I break it down. But to build that program, man, you got to have your, I, I would say teach what, teach what you believe in. And at the beginning, it's not going to look good and you have to be patient. So that's why I say basketball, not a microwave oven. 
you got to be patient and willing to, you got to be willing to um, take your time and build it right. You know, um, the success I've been, the success I've been blessed to have, it don't happen overnight. It always happens like year two, year three, but that's the time frame of winning, being in a successful program. If you want to, if you, but to, to stay in the program, you don't want to have one good year and fall off. You want to keep going. So that's why you got to start from the bottom up, not the top down. So yeah. to kind of build into the next part, you know, you run your own AAU program, you know, and, and you and I had talked about, you know, you don't charge the kids. And mm-hmm. so we've talked about a lot about your high school program. So kind of take us through your AAU program and, and the pillars you have for that and, and what makes it successful. And, you know, how can others use your model to help kids? Um, so when I started AU, I started Austin Town Hall coaching outside at the park. And um, it was awesome because it was like the old five-star camps where I was outside and we teaching, you know, triple thread and footwork and jump stop and layups and, you know, proper form. It's like basic basketball. And I started, then one of the kids like, coach, can you coach us at a tournament? I'm like, where? At Columbus Park. I said, yeah. So we didn't have no t-shirts. We didn't have nothing. So I went to the dollar store, bought some t-shirts, wrote their numbers on the back of them. And that's how I started coaching AAU basketball. <laughs> we walked to all different parts. And uh, we would walk we to different parts. I had to be what, man, 20 years old, 1920. And and uh, we would walk to different parts and just play in the, the park tournaments. And from there, I, I never forget, uh, uh, it's a restaurant. What's the, you heard of Moin Oink? Remember the old Moin Oink uh, oh, yeah. meat house? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was my first sponsor. I walked into Moin Oink and I asked them to help me buy some t-shirts for the kids to uh, play ball in. And he purchased like some t-shirts and shorts for the guys. Like, you know, it was like 200 bucks. We got letters on the back. We had a big Moin Oink sign on the back. Man, the kids was happy. We had fun. Um, and then it went from there. I, you remember, you guys know John Hodell, right? Oh, yeah, the referee. Man, the great John Hodell. Um, he called me up and said, hey, I heard you got a team on the west side. Do you want to play in uh, my tournament, the Soheim Center, the tournament? Um, and and uh, I said, yeah. We got, i never forget, man. I didn't have a car at the time. We all got on Chicago Avenue bus. Drove down, got there, went and played. And uh, it's my first time ever coaching in this in this environment where it was like college coaches, man. Lou Henson was sitting at the end of my bench. I seen everybody. I was like, man, I told our kids, I say, man, y'all better play your last off, man. I said, I'm going to talk with you championship. And like, we got you here. We got you, T. Here, we got you. And I never, you remember Billy Keys? Billy Keys played at Manly High School. Mm-hmm. Yes. He played in Lonnie Brown and those guys. Man, them them kids. And, you know, we had them same more oink T-shirts on with no – and, you know, we played against all these teams. They got all these fancy uniforms. I said, man, go to work. I didn't know much about basketball. We proud. I knew how to teach how to press. And I knew, you know, playing, at, playing in the Catholic League, I knew how to teach man-to-man, rotating and all that stuff. We was playing defense, scrapping. I'm like, go to work. It was so fun. And after that, I'm like, man, I got to do this for real. I said, I got to step my game up. So being in that environment helped me create 
Illinois Heat. You know, I called uh, this old guy, Milford Becker, used to run. You guys remember Milford Becker? I got his number, and I'm like, I want to run my own AAU pro. Well, I was working with Chris Head, too. I'm sorry. Started working with Chris Head with the Hawks, and he taught me a lot of, you know, it's about everything, like running tournaments, being organized, and having your own program. And that's why I started from there. I started Illinois Heat. And when I started Illinois Heat, man, I, I learned, and, you know, we got to have nice uniforms. And, and, and uh, so what I started doing is just like, and I always call it put my, my hands together. I put my bag and hands on. And uh, my wife would help me draft letters. And we would go around to different stores asking for donations. And um, then I, as, I, as I got older and I got wiser with it, you know, we started uh, making signs, you know, like three by five or big signs. And they, they sponsored the team, taking pictures. And that's how I started then. You know, um, we was, it was called Chicago Heat. And I'll never forget this kid from Glenbard North, Ryan McNamara. His dad said, I want to play for you guys. And he said, look, um, I can help, you know, we'll help get you some money and sponsor you. So I said, you know what? Then I started getting suburban kids playing for me. And I'm like, okay, this is not Chicago Heat because I got kids from Glenbard North. Uh, uh, we got kids from St. Joe's. We got kids from all over. So I'm like, you know what? Let's call it Illinois Heat. So that following year, man, we called it uh, Illinois Heat. And that's when I got, man, I, I had, that's when, you know, um, it, it used to just be one team. I only had one team, one 17U team. Then, um, you know, you meet people, say they would love to coach with you. You know what I mean? Then I, and we went from there. Then I had a 16 team. Then I had a 15 team. We still never got the fancy uniforms yet. I was still like t-shirts and shorts, but we had the same color shorts. And that's when we started going to like Milwaukee and, and Indiana. And it just blew up from there, man. Illinois Heat, I looked up one day, man. And uh, I looked up one day and we were on our way to Columbus, Ohio to play at a, a big time tournament by Jerry Watson. And I was so blessed and I was so happy, man. We had two coach buses with uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, all the way up to 17U AU basketball program. And I was like, man, this is awesome. You know, that was organized. And then what we do, we just, man, we, by that time now, like now we, we uh, turn to be non-for-profit. Um, soliciting, you know, asking for donations. And what I mean by, excuse me, what I mean by don't charge, we not charging. And I'm not knocking, you know, the teams that charge $1,800, $2,000. I'm not knocking that. Uh, the kids that we service, man, they don't have that. You know, the kids that I have from the West Side and the kids that we have that play with Illinois Heat, they can't afford $1,800, you know. So that's why I take on that responsibility of, Man, going out, hosting events, um, and and uh, asking for donations. It was funny because I just, asked, you know, I got a basketball mom. My name is Ladonna Stokes, and she, man, she helped. One thing my parents do and my wife do, they have to keep me organized because me, I hate doing paperwork. I hate doing, like, the uh, office stuff. I just want to coach basketball. You know what I mean? So, you know, you got to have, you know, got to have support that way and help. But, we, you know, we already started, you know, 
January, we already started sending out letters and my texts and emails asking for our donations. And so instead of the kids having to pay $1,800, they might end up paying $200. But we still, and that's to me, that's not charging because mm-hmm. everything we do, man, we the kids going to play, man, they're going to get like eight, nine tournaments. We're going to travel. We work out every day because we use Michelle Clark to, you know, work out and train. Or we'll uh, use the Boys and Girls Club to work out and train. And, uh, you know, they don't, they do that, they don't charge for general. That's how I can keep everything down. Whoever's going to be willing to help, help, help out what we're trying to do. And that's basically get kids in college. It's not about getting seen, it's about making sure they get kids in college. Um, um, that's that's who I use, you know what I mean? Um, and that's how I keep the calls down. So I go, like, uh, John, I might call you and say, I need Red's gym, man. Can we work out in there? Maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know what I mean? from six to seven thirty, you know. Uh then you know we got tax, you know, we got the tax exempt and all that. But that's what we do, man. And we just take it. Uh we've been blessed right now to be on the Adidas Gauntlet. So excited about that. Been doing Adidas Gauntlet now the last man, like seven years, you know what I mean? Uh amazing, amazing uh platform, you know, to help kids get in college. And I think the last our last, we, the last class we had, the last class, what I did last year, I just used all Michelle Clark kids. So I just used my contacted days that state allows us to play. And I took those and I break them up. So we only get 25 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So 25 days we get, I will be off a week. And I took some of those and I, I, I took some of that, some of that time and put it in um, July. So we were able to go to Alabama and play. And I was really proud because, you know, a lot of high school coaches are not going to take their high school team and play against AAU teams on Adidas Gauntlet. You know what I mean? But I'm like this, man. If you're going to be great, you got to have – in order to be – anybody anybody that's done anything great, they they have a lot of failures. You know what I mean? So we can go to we – can, we can sacrifice getting beat up and Alabama losing by 50 and 60 points. You know what I'm saying? But in November, December, you're going to be the ones kicking some butt. You know, and I did that because, I, you know, I wanted to – this my last year's team was my Michelle Carr kids. We took our high school kids and just – we only played in – I'm in June, we played in Ridgewood. We, I only used 15 contact days, so I had like 10 left, and I just took them to Alabama – Milwaukee, Alabama, and just to play AU teams. And that experience helped my kids. You know what I mean? So that's that's been my formula too, like building the high school program. May try to keep your kids playing together as much as you can. But man, I love the AU team, man. My I, the one kid I was telling you about, uh uh Evan Taylor, man, he's a really great kid, played at Glenbard. Wes, um, he was like top 10. This was like 2000, he graduated in 19, 2019. Man, he is doing, you know, it's really proud to see the kid playing at Lehigh University, great school, you know what I mean? Then we got another kid, um, Samanjay Henderson playing at Jacksonville. He played at uh, Downers World South. So, you know, we, we that the Illinois Heat program is, is, is it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, helping kids get in school.
So. Okay, so let's go maybe more in-game here, obviously, with the After Timeout podcast. So we do like a timeout question here. You're, mm-hmm. you're in the game. You're, you're, right? you're in a battle. Uh, maybe a kid's not playing well or somebody's locked him up, right? They're do- they did a great job defensively and he's frustrated. Uh, what are some things you do as a coach to kind of get that kid refocused, remotivate them to get back going in the game? I'm out. We down. We losing. Uh, yeah, you're, you're losing. You got a kid who thinks he should my be My best doing player better. not giving me anything. Right. Yeah, I'm not giving you nothing. My best player not giving me nothing. Man, I'm cussing him out all the way through. the. Man, I'm letting him have it. Man, I'm going to give him everything that he's supposed to have. You know, I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, man. I'm gonna let him have it. What are you doing? Sit, I'm gonna sit him down. I'm gonna sit him down, and I'm just gonna be looking at him. And I'm gonna tell him after after you know after you let him have it and, and get on him a little bit, then you gotta tell him what to do to get himself going, because every game is different. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him, hey, all right, man, look, the shot not falling. Get to the basket, get fouled, make a free throw, then you're gonna get going. Or you 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 missing some layups. Relax. Take your time. Take a deep breath. So you gotta read your kid. You gotta know your kid. You know. Um, I'm gonna share this one with you, man. Last year we played Crane in the uh, regional championship. It was a rematch from this uh conference championship. And um halftime, man, we halftime, we just playing bad. And and at halftime. I'm looking around. I'm like, man, somebody not playing. I'm looking. I, my God, I, I got the, God damn it, you know better. And you're supposed to do this. And in the heat of the game, in the heat of the game, the game going back and forth is the fourth quarter, early fourth quarter. And I called timeout. And I got me some water. I looked. I said, hey, fellas, they looking at me. And, and we playing. It's a close game. They looking at me. I said, hey, what do y'all want to run? What offense do you run? What can we run to? And they looked at me. I said, you know what? Fuck the offense. This press can go crazy. If you got the ball, kill your man. Don't worry about no ball screen. Go get a bucket. And they looked, yeah, they just got the screaming. And I looked up there. I said, Lord, I hope this works. <laughs> I just let my kids, I just, I just let them go. You know what I mean? And they went out there and played like some reckless abandons. And sometimes it could be the coach. It could be me over coaching. You know, so I said, man, I, I said, you know what, man, forget these plays. Don't worry about no plays. Forget the plays. You get the ball, get a bucket. And we in, when we in our, we we, uh, we call our full court, man, 40. And we 40 hard. That's what happened, man. So sometimes in them timeouts, you got you to gotta be ready to, to adjust and, and do things on the fly. And And with that team last year, you know, I just had to let them go. I, that one game, I, they didn't need me. I was in their way. So I got out there way and let them play. So we always end with a fun top five. So we were thinking about the last 20 or so years in CPS basketball. We want to know the coach Terry had top five CPS teams that he saw play in the 2000s and 2010. So in the last 20 years, your top five CPS teams. I, I don't have to put my team in there. You do not. You can, but you do not. I have. can't. I do not. Okay. Wow, man. CPS top from 20, from 2010 to. We'll go. We can even go back to all the way to 2000 if you want. 
Let's go. 2000, that's 20 years. Yeah. Man, you know, okay, that that Whitney Young team with um is I, with, with Quentin Richardson, is that 2000? Mm-hmm. That team was cold. So I would say Whitney Young. I'm not giving the number. I'll just say call up the team. That's fine. Whitney Young team. Western House. What what the year Chris Head had Western House with Dave Bailey and them guys. Mm-hmm. Was that 2000? That was it was after 2000 for sure. I don't know what that year. Was that, you did you ever see them kids play? I I do remember them playing. Uh, yes. They had nobody. No, they had no size on the team. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Their tallest player was Sid Banks at six two. And they was 32 and 0 or something like that. So that team was amazing. Oh, Ronnie Fields and Kevin Garnett. Did you see that team? We we knew that was gonna be one of them. Yeah. Man, oh my look, I was sitting baseline. I was sitting baseline. I was I was coaching. Was I coaching grammar school ball at that at that time? I, don't, I can't remember. Yeah, I was. I was a high. I was a high school coach at the time. I was coaching at Frederick Douglass, and I'm watching. I would. I would travel and watch. I would travel and watch all the wet Red West games. You know, if if Farragut was playing, I'm like, I gotta go watch Farragut and Whitney Young. It's gonna be a great game. I'm sitting on the end of the bench, by the bleachers, end of the bench. Ronnie Field catches the ball on the baseline in the corner of the basket on the court. Takes two, three dribbles and dunks the ball with his shoulders facing, facing the rim. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. He's on the baseline. He's on the bench, baseline corner. Catch the ball. Take two dribbles. Bink, bink. Another dribble. Three. In traffic, dunks the ball. Two hands facing the basket. Who the hell does that? I said, man, that dude was great. So Whitney Young with Quentin Richardson, Weston House with them Daily Boys, Sid Banks, Ronnie Fields, Kevin Garnett. Uh, Got to say that 2010 Michelle Clark team, them dudes was, I mean, forming kids was some killers. Todd, did you ever see them? Man, yeah. oh my, coaching them three amigos, Man, please. And then you got Eddie Denard, the warrior. Man, oh my God. Them boys, I love them boys. Hey, I'm gonna, all I can say about the forming kids in 2010, Coach Head was out there. I was letting them hoop. <laughs> and I'm like, man, because they, they had played with us since seventh grade. Coach Carlos had fun. And then we put that team together in seventh grade. So they, they had been playing together for seven, you know, Seven years, six years, something like that. Man, senior year, man, and Tommy Woods, you told me, said, Coach, here, we got this, man. I said, I got you. I'll sit down. Coach Pass one on water. I'm going to sit and watch this show. Them boys could hoop. Love that team. My last team, man, I got to try to find somebody that's really like that. I mean, it's a toss-up because I like I like that Curie team with, uh, oh, uh, with Cliff Alexander. That was a good team. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, you gotta look at it. The kids now don't play like them guys played, you know, 10 years ago. So I'm not really, I'd be like, uh, okay, my last team from 90, from 20 till now. 
who I enjoy watching. Now, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna go this one, man. This was an awesome team. Lou Thorpe team in North Londale. Oh, yeah. When he had uh, um, the left hand boy when they won state. Yeah. And what was that? Uh, I'm gonna say yeah. that was probably 2007, eight, nine, somewhere. Yes, you remember them guys? Yeah. Oh my! They had Terry Johnson, uh, John. What's the? I can't remember the boy name. John, John Harris on that team, and then um, the left hand boy who got who got shot and killed. He was on that team, and uh, Big Paul George, and then his son Lewis Thorpe into that team. That team was, that team was tough. I think that was the time. Didn't they go downstate a few years in a row there? Yes, yes. Luthorpe was a master at, at you know, Luthorpe was a master at of changing defenses in possession. You understand what I'm saying? He could yep. Yeah. Diamond trap. And then it'll turn into a 1-3-1, one, one, and they can match up at the same time. And he purposely taught that. It's amazing, you know. Those are my top five teams, man. We love it. Well, yes. Coach, Coach, we, we again, we appreciated this. We were very excited to have you on as a guest. Uh, we were going through CPS uh, coaches, and we're like, you know, who would be a great episode? And, and your name came up across the board. So we appreciate you joining us today. Um, this was a, a great last hour. So I, 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 I'm so, like I said, I, I want to get, can I give a couple of shout outs? I got to yeah. do these. Please. I'm going to tell you first, I'm going to tell you guys, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I really just, this is like my third time doing this and I didn't know how great it felt to do it because you get an opportunity to share some of your ideas and values and it feels good to talk about what you've done when you don't, because when you're doing it, you don't know you're doing it until it's over with, you know? Um, and the shout out I want to give out to is my principal, Mr. Charles Anderson, and my athletic director, Mr. Kevin Simmons, for giving me the opportunity to come and bring me back into CPS and coach basketball and something I love to do. Uh, my family, man, my, my sister, Tasha, my brother, Dion. Man, I love my brother, my sister to death. You know, we my mom passed away and we all we got and that's all we talked about. And my two kids, uh, Terry and Levine. Man, I, they support me and everything I do. My two grandbabies, I thank them for giving me two grandbabies because they, you know, that keep me, that gave me some more motivation to keep going, you know. Uh, my wife, Lucretia, man, my wife is amazing. She got to put up with me and now basketball, you know what I mean? And then, you know what I'm saying? It's just, without them, man, that's my support system. So my family, um, and, and uh, it, it feels good, you know. And thank you again, guys, for letting me do this. I really appreciate it because, you know, it's, you don't basketball is a thankless job. So you don't really know you do anything good until somebody actually tell you sometimes. I just try to keep working and keep going, you know. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the After the Timeout podcast. For more information and upcoming episodes, follow us on Twitter at After the Timeout or subscribe to our podcast for upcoming episodes. You can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm, Spotify, Overcast, 
Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts by searching after the timeout. Thank you for listening. Thank you.